Whether you're the casual hockey observer or the epitome of a rabid Hawks fan, Blackhawks Live answers all your questions. It's just been a good sign this year that they all seem to be having fun getting along and working hard. I love those three things together. Joe Brand delivers the news, notes, and everyday gossip from the Madhouse on Madison. Here's Joe Brand. What a past couple of days it has been. Patrick Kane no longer a Chicago Blackhawk. The Hawks will finish out this season with... We're not quite sure what this roster is still going to look like. The trade deadline coming up on Friday. The Hawks have one more game. It's tomorrow night against the Dallas Stars before the trade deadline is officially here. There's been thoughts and even some rumors about Max Domi. Of course, thoughts of Andreas Athanasiu, but yesterday's game was definitely a different one, and it was just a little bit eerie. The Blackhawks fall to the Arizona Coyotes 4-1 to at the Mullet Arena in the desert, but it was just, you could sense it seeming different. Even though Patrick Kane didn't play with the team in the previous three games, he was officially moved over to the New York Rangers. The return that the Blackhawks got for him, some might say is underwhelming, and Actually, Kyle Davidson joined Troy Murray and I during the first intermission of yesterday's game. We are going to play a little bit of that because I think it's important to point out what the Blackhawks got for Patrick Kane and to look at this in the long scope. But that being said, this isn't to justify the move. It's not to talk about the future. We're going to continue wrapping up Patrick Kane's legacy in Chicago because it was a monumental one. And it wasn't just a simple trade made yesterday. It was a big one. And it was one that Kyle Davidson seemed to have a lot of trouble doing. When he met with the media, when he talked to us, when he talked on TV, you you could sense a little exhausted Kyle Davidson when talking to him. And when I asked, you know, is there a bit of a sigh of relief that at least this stage is over with. That's a tough band-aid to pull off by trading Patrick Kane. He said, no, we still got work to do. We still have more things to do. Now, the Blackhawks are pretty stacked in terms of draft picks now moving forward. They've got two first-round picks for the next three years. They've got four second-round picks for next season. And they continue to have more pieces that they could move, but... You know, the Sam Lafferty and Jake McCabe deal, which, you know, we're pro- not even really going to touch on tonight, that just shows how big of a move this was to trade Patrick Kane. But that trade, you talk about weaponizing your draft capital and gaining a first round pick three years from now, or two years from now at least, three drafts from now. And I, I liked Kyle Davidson's answer when going after that pick because. It's important to spread the wealth, and it's also important to set yourself up a couple years from now to where you can use that draft to either draft a player or to use it to acquire a different player. Who knows where the Blackhawks are going to be at that time? And yes, this upcoming draft is very deep. And of course, a big part of this rebuild is the possibility of landing Connor Bedard, but it's important to look out on the horizon at the next couple of years and also try to make yourself, or at least set yourself up for success, sustained success. That's what the Blackhawks are going for. This is Blackhawks Live. I'm Joe Brand. Jack Heinrich is our producer. Jack, what were your thoughts about the Patrick Kane trade? Actually, no, how about this? 
What's your favorite Patrick Kane memory? Um, I mean, there's so many. I mean, for me, growing up, um, I've always just known Kane on the Hawks and Kane and Taves on the Hawks. So, I mean, obviously, Philadelphia comes to mind. That goal um, to clinch the cup at home is probably my favorite because they won it at home um, in 2015 against Tampa. That was probably my favorite. But really one of my early hockey memories is that Kane goal against Philadelphia, too. There's already pictures of Patrick Kane sweaters out in New York in blue and red and white. And I, it's weird. It's very weird. Yeah, it's really weird. And we were talking earlier, Jalen Brunson, who's from Chicago, he's on the Knicks. He already has a Kane. Yeah, that hurts. Jersey. Th- that hurts. It's like a double double whammy. <laughs> well, and you know, I mean, you know it's cool for him because he's he probably was growing up watching those teams mm-hmm. and he probably grew up liking and loving and watching Patrick Kane. And that just shows the impact that he's had also on the hockey world, not even just with the Blackhawks, but you know, as I said in the pregame show yesterday, he's always going to be Chicago's. You know, he's he's not quite Michael Jordan, but I think he's the closest. He de- he definitely is. Mount Rushmore him Jordan, I think you can't really debate that. Walter Payton, probably. Then you can debate the fourth, but... Yeah, that, that'll be another show. Yeah, that's a whole... I might have just opened a whole other topic, <laughs> but those two you can't debate at all. No, and I, I think I think Blackhawks fans did a good job of understanding what they had in Patrick Kane while he was here. It was funny, I was talking with John Hansen uh, while he was off the air about... He actually posed the question to me, favorite goal... And uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. And also, I, I really want to remind fans to, uh, or listeners, I should say, to stick around for the end of the show. We've got a Patrick Kane montage that'll lead us right into Northwestern basketball with Dave Ennett. But the last moment for him at the United Center, the goal that never was, is pretty cool. Again, nearly had a buzzer beater shot to give the Blackhawks the win. I mean, if that ended up being the final second, tenth of a second that Patrick Kane played at the United Center as a Chicago Blackhawk. What a moment that would have been, but it still was. Uh, I, I've said this before, the hat trick that he had at the UC the Sunday before against Toronto, that game against Vegas that the Hawks won in the shootout, I think that reminded Kane of what it's like to play when the stakes are higher, when the lights are brighter, when it's more pressure and more difficult. And maybe that was a little bit of a motivating factor to go ahead and help get this trade done. I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that, what the timeline was like, how willing he was to leave, but I think it's safe to say that this was very difficult on Patrick Kane as well. So we got David Gust coming up. If you didn't know, he scored his first NHL goal on his first shot in his first game on Saturday in San Jose. Southside guy, Chicago native. He talks about that being a big reason why he signed a deal with his hometown team before nearly hanging up the skates. But I want to remind you that Blackhawks Live is sponsored by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet you get. After David Gust, we'll have the news. Then we're going to be giving away pizza, and we've got plenty more of a Patrick Kane montage to send your way as well. This is Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Hawks' next game will be against the Dallas Stars tomorrow night, 7.30 puck drop, 7 o'clock pregame show right here on 720 WGN. We talk to David David Gus next on Blackhawks Live.
Welcome back to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. We're talking with, crazily enough, not one of the newest Blackhawks, but still one that's making quite an impact quite quickly. It's the Illinois native David Gust, who scored his first NHL goal on his first NHL shot, in his first NHL game. David, how's uh, how's this whole thing been going on? Have you, uh, have you been able to come down from cloud nine yet? Yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind uh, the past week here, but... Um it's been an unbelievable experience and uh, just uh, enjoying every day. I'm curious, when you grow up playing hockey as a kid and you daydream about playing in the NHL, whether it's the Blackhawks or not, I'm wondering if you ever envisioned your first goal, like what your celebration would be like, what what you thought it would look like. Did you ever have that? Did you ever daydream like that as a kid? Not necessarily the exact goal, but I think, you know, the celebrations go through your mind and, um, you know, whether it's dropping to one knee or, or doing something crazy. But uh, for me, right when it happened, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it happened. And the arms just kind of went straight up in the air and kind of blacked out. So not the celebration I, um, you know, thought as a kid that played out to be. But um, it was just crazy that uh, it happened first shift uh, that, that quickly. The TV broadcast was kind of poking fun at Colin Blackwell. They said you would have thought Colin Blackwell uh, helped you score game, uh, or rather the game winner in Game Seven in overtime. If you saw the reaction that he had, yeah, I saw that picture of me and him, and, and he was smiling ear to ear, just like me, and uh, he was very happy for me. So it was cool. What was the reaction like when you got to tell your folks? So uh, my birthday was um, ironically the the day after I signed so um we kind of had a birthday dinner lined up with uh, my parents and my wife and um we kind of thought it would be kind of a cool idea to to drop the news to them that uh i signed an nhl contract and then um i wasn't too positive about getting called up at the moment so um it was mostly just that i signed an nhl contract with uh you know childhood team the blackhawks which was which was really cool in itself, and then um, there was talks that possibly I would get, I would get called up that that following Thursday. So um, it all ended up happening, and uh, it was pretty emotional at the the dinner table. The uh, the waitress came over when we were all kind of teary eyed. She's like, "Is everything everything okay over here?" And we were just all joking, we're like, "Yeah, yeah, happy tears." So um, you know, they couldn't be more proud of me, and uh, it was really cool telling them. Oh man, that's so cool. Where'd you go? So we were in Rockford, me and my wife, and then uh, my parents are in Orleans. So we thought about driving all the way to Orleans, but um, I had a game the next day in Rockford. So uh, we decided to meet at Woodfield Mall, which was kind of the halfway point for both of us. Yeah. So uh, we went to Shaw's Crab House um, right there in Woodfield to uh, celebrate. So you sign the two-way contract, but it doesn't mean you're necessarily going up, like you said. Did did that kind of help you be able to balance your emotions? I mean, nothing about your game or your attitudes shows that you were nervous whatsoever and not saying that, you know, you should be nervous, but but did that allow you to kind of help level things out? Yeah, I think it's just a different mindset, too, when, um, you know, you're on an American League deal, there's really, you know, you can't get called up to the NHL because you just, you quite simply, just don't have a contract, too. So once, you know, you get that door open to, to get that NHL contract, there's, you know, now there's the possibility to, you know, the year I was having, playing well, and if I just kind of stuck with it and 
and did all the right things. Now there's that opportunity to uh, get called up, and you know, with the trade deadline going on, I kind of we all kind of thought that uh, they might they might be making some moves, and there might be a an opening for one game or whatever it might be, and. Um, you know, it all worked out, and, and I'm here now. I know you had mentioned that the Hawks had told you when you were initially signing at the beginning of the year that they were going to try try and see what they could do by getting you to crack an NHL roster. What what was that conversation like, and you know, how much was that a motivating factor to sign with Rockford and the Hawks, and how much of a motivating factor was it as well just that it was because it was the Blackhawks? Yeah, I'd say it was more just because it was the Blackhawks, to be honest, because, um, you know, in the, in the history of the the game I don't think there's been many many contracts that have gotten flipped during a year so I wasn't really confident that that would that would actually happen but um for me it was kind of more like I said uh winning a Calder Cup last year in my hometown you know kind of going out on a high like that I was like you know what why not do that and then um they kind of said you know Rockford deal this and that and and if I do well, they'll flip it. But honestly, it was kind of just more going to the camp and, and getting a preseason game is kind of the, the deciding factor for me. I said, you know, if I can't play in the NHL and if a preseason game is the closest thing I get, I think, um, you know, doing it with a Blackhawks jersey would be, you know, as, as cool as it could get for me. I know playing in a preseason game is kind of like a soft opening to your NHL debut. But when you finally got the call, when you got over there, anything surprise you about the NHL lifestyle at all? Oh, it's just you know it's a dream it's it's the top of the top um you know they treat you unbelievable you get everything you kind of want and yeah it's just it's night and day it's 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 truly a unbelievable experience so far i know you said you grew up watching the hawks cups teams but who was your favorite player growing up who who did you kind of idolize oh that was an easy one patrick kane <laughs> uh so it was kind of cool getting to hang with him for a little bit and um you know he came up right away and congratulated me i kind of knew him a little bit before just um you know being from chicago and uh we both worked with ian mack at tomahawk science so we kind of ran into each other a few times over the years at the at the gym so you know right when i got up here he was he was one of the first ones to come up and uh, congratulate me clearly your parents are such a big piece of this and this story uh i know your family owns the arctic ice arena tell me a little bit about your upbringing growing up when did you first get involved with the game? How involved were your parents from the get-go? Yeah, um, parents own Arctic Ice, like you said, and uh, I think my parents bought it uh, right around when I was maybe four years old. So I wasn't really into the game fully yet, but uh, just growing up, having having an ice rink, it was always something to do, always open ice. And um, whenever my buddies always need ice, I always got the phone call, hey, uh, you want to hang out today? You want to skate? So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just kind of just a child's dream when you play hockey to have your parents own an ice rink and just have all the access to the, the ice, the gym, and, and all that, that that goes with it. You set the bar pretty high when you said that Patrick Kane congratulated you, but other than that, who's the coolest person to congratulate you when you got called up? Oh man, I, mean, I think I think he's at the top of the list there, but then maybe not coolest, but um, probably Darren McCluskey or, or um, along the lines of that, who was uh, kind of the guy who taught me how to play hockey, who, who was probably one of the most proud for me, and uh, just he knows my my story, my journey, and um, you know how how hard I've worked to, to get here. So I think um, that was a pretty special one, David. I know you were contemplating hanging him up and ending this journey. What little voice in your head told you not to do that? Told you to keep going, or was it somebody somebody else that told you that too? Um, it was just kind of like I said. Um, I'm 29 years old. I'm, I'm, 
you know, getting getting a little bit older for, for the game of hockey and, and that aspect. And um, with no NHL deal, there's just, you know, I didn't really see light at the end of the tunnel that for my NHL career. So, like I said earlier, I won uh, Calder Cup with the Chicago Wolves last year in the hometown, you know, had a career year and there's really no NHL offers going into this season. So uh, me and my wife were just kind of talking and I'm like, hey, my dream's to play in the NHL, but there's really no no offers to make that really happen. And being 29, they're not really coming around uh, any later. So we have a baby coming uh, in a couple of weeks here. So we just kind of laid it out there and kind of just looked at it and said, you know, maybe it's time to start the next chapter of uh, our lives and kind of sat on it for, for a couple of weeks. And then uh, Rockford came and, and like I said, it was kind of more so just getting the uh, uh, the chance to uh, put on that jersey in like a preseason game and, and go into camp was kind of, you know, why not give it uh, one last run uh, with the Blackhawks. A few more with David Gust here, one of the newest Blackhawks. He scored his NHL goal in his debut on Saturday. You mentioned you got a kid on the way. Any names picked out yet? Yeah, there's a couple. You don't have to give it away if, if that's <laughs> part of it. Yeah, I don't know if my wife would like <laughs> that, but... Uh, we have, we have two and, um, you know, I'm a fan of both of them and it's, it's a baby girl. So, uh, you know, I said, you know, it's the girl you, you can pick the name. I'm, I'm happy with both of them. Um, they're both great names. So, uh, I think it's going to be a game time decision once, uh, <laughs> once the baby's born. I think my wife said she's got to, she's got to look, look at her and see what type of name she is. So, um, as of right now, it's still up in the air, but, uh, it's killing me because, because I, I just want, you know, I want to be prepared and, and have a name and all that. But she's like, ah, I think, I think we just got to wait and see her. So, um, it's going to be an exciting time, uh, like it has been the past couple of weeks, but um, I think the most exciting time is uh, going to be in a couple of weeks. Well, that's very cool, and I'm sure there's no wrong decision, so it'll, it'll be a good one no matter what. Uh, right. I, I want to read this stat to you really quickly, and I don't know if you know it already, but just let me know what comes first to your mind, that you and Eddie Olchek are the only two Illinois-born players to score your first goal in your NHL debut with the Chicago Blackhawks. What does that mean to you? I did see that actually on Twitter um the other day but i think he might have hit it when he was 18 not not 29 <laughs> but um it, anytime you can be in a, a stat with a, a name like that it's it's um, pretty special so he was an unbelievable player for the blackhawks and uh it's just kind of a cool little stat very cool all right last one david and since you're a south sider i gotta ask we're we're big on pizza on this show so if you're back at home what's the first place you're calling for if if you're looking for a pizza for dinner Oh, uh, I'm not the biggest pizza guy, but I might get some backlash. I don't know. I'm not a huge pizza guy, but uh, I love a good deep dish Nancy's. Nancy's, okay. Nancy's pizza, yeah. Um, deep dish. I'm a fan of that. Not 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 too many people pull out Nancy's, so I, I appreciate no, I that. Know. Out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, David, congrats, man. Very cool story. Keep up the great work. You're an easy guy to root for, and uh, we'll talk to you at the United Center one of these days. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we got more Blackhawks Live coming up next, 720 WGN. Our last stop on Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN because you just heard Mr. Cat, Dave Ennett, and Billy McKinney getting ready for the Northwestern basketball game against Penn State. We do have a pizza to give away still, though, 312-981-7200. If you can call in and tell us who Patrick Kane 
scored his first goal against. And, of course, I forgot to tell our producer the answer to this one. So, uh, again, 312-981-7200. Call in and uh, tell us who Patrick Kane scored his first goal against. And you could win a free Brew Pub Lots of Matzo Pizza coupon. Find your Brew Pub Lots of Matzo Pizza in the frozen section of your local retailer. We've raved about it on this show. It's some uh, great stuff, especially... For your frozen options. Uh, Patrick Kane's departure is one where the Blackhawks received a second-round pick for next year that could turn into a first-round pick. And I've been mentioning how you know it kind of gives the Blackhawks fans an opportunity to root for Patrick Kane in the playoffs one more time. Because if the New York Rangers make it to the Eastern Conference Final, that second-round pick turns into a first-round pick. And who doesn't want to root for Patrick Kane in the playoffs, right? That's why they call him Showtime. It was it was a lot more fun when he was around during that. But Kyle Davidson talked with me and Troy Murray during yesterday's first intermission. And we brought up the question, the idea, whatever it is, of could you see Patrick Kane returning after this season i want to play his answer to that no we're very focused on what we're going what's going on right now and and the other aspect of that is patrick's a new york ranger now and and you know what it's it's we'll let let him and 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 the rangers do their thing and 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 we'll watch but we've got to focus on ourselves and and the next couple days and the rest of the season so that's what we're focused on and we'll get to work over the next couple days towards the deadline now I should clear things up. Uh, Kyle Davidson's answer was to my question, do you allow yourself to entertain the thought of Patrick Kane returning after this year? He wasn't straight up saying, no, Patrick Kane won't return to the Chicago Blackhawks. But I will say, from just speculation side of things, this was very difficult for Kyle Davidson to do. It wasn't just his decision. It was clearly Patrick's decision last, uh, or first, however way you want to look at it. But Moving Patrick Kane is something you've got to get the clarity and the good graces from from the owner in Danny Wirtz, from Jamie Faulkner, the president of business operations, and you got to think that this is the best move for the Blackhawks moving forward. I do think that is the case, but now this allows Patrick Kane to see what it's like to play with a different team other than the Blackhawks. It allows him to go for another Stanley Cup. I think that's the main motivating factor of this one. Obviously, he joins, rejoins some familiar faces over there with the New York Rangers, the biggest one being Artemi Panarin. And it gives good grace between Kyle Davidson, the Blackhawks, and Patrick Kane. Because at the end of the day, this was Kane's decision. And, you know, Davidson also did this in a way with Jack Johnson, also kind of with Marc-Andre Fleury. They're all three very different trades, but they do have some similarities in the essence of he is looking out for the player. He's not going to just trade to trade, but he is looking out for the player and gain some benefit for the Blackhawks as well. Obtaining a second-round pick, a conditional second-round pick, I should say, again, it can turn into a first-round pick for the following year, but the way this whole thing was going, the New York Rangers were the only team that Patrick Kane was interested in. At least that's what we're led to believe. And that pretty much seems to be the case. Once the player has pretty much all the control of this situation, your options are then limited. So I know at the beginning of the year, everyone was thinking, okay, if Patrick Kane gets traded, Hawks will get a first-round pick. They get a second-round pick. Don't think it's the end of the world. 
They get a fourth round pick as well in a couple of years, and that, that's kind of more towards down the line and maybe more of a throw in. But that's just the kind of way the situation went out. And if you're saying, okay, well, then why even trade Patrick Kane? Well, number one, do you want to get some value from him if this team isn't going to make the playoffs? I would. And also, you kind of allow Kane to leave on his own terms. If he leaves now, again, he sees what it's like to play with another team for the first time in his career. You do end that chapter. The book is still open, but the chapter is ended. So yes, there's the opportunity that he could return, maybe sign a two-, three-year deal for next season. But I I think Hawks fans would need to cautiously be optimistic about that because this is a team going into a rebuild. They're looking forward. They're looking to turn the page and only focus on the Blackhawks moving forward. Now, that's to say, you can still be upset that he's gone. You can still be upset that all that was pretty much able to be returned is a second-round pick. Even Kyle Davidson was mentioning that. And and I don't think he needs to apologize for that, but I, I think it's good on him to be transparent about that part of the trade and express his non-dissatisfaction of of the return. But again, it it had to happen, and it had to happen this way. And I think he gets to go out on his own terms. He had one heck of a farewell tour at the United Center. The Hawks don't play the Rangers anymore this year. So the next time... Kane will be at the United Center, whether he's a Hawk or not. It'll happen next season. But now we turn the page. We look forward to the rest of the year. There are still some questions to be answered about this team. Is Max Domi still a Blackhawk? Is Andreas Athanasiu still a Blackhawk? I want to see how some of these younger guys improve and evolve and grow, especially Isaac Phillips. What more can Ian Mitchell do to fixate his piece, his place in this defensive side of things. How much of a step is Philip Kurashev going to continue to make? I've liked the chemistry that he's had with Max Tomey and Patrick Kane, but now maybe both those guys are gone towards the end of the year. But he's been showing some very positive flashes of offensive skill. So hopefully there's only more of that coming for Philip Kurashev. Big thanks to David Gus. Big thanks to the Chicago Blackhawks for letting us get a chat with David Gus. That's going to be available on podcast form on WGNRadio.com. So will this show. And we got a Kane montage coming up. We're going to air it here on 720 WGN right now. Not quite sure if we can give you the same one in podcast form because of legal rights and the music behind it. Uh, But we chose the music pretty specifically, so not sure if it's worth it to put it out there in podcast form if it doesn't get the song back to it. But hopefully this does a good job of just encapsulating Patrick Kane's career as a Blackhawk. Jack Heinrichs, our producer. This is Blackhawks Live. Northwestern basketball is next, but here is Patrick Kane's legacy. Well, they don't love the Blackhawks here in Columbus. Dale Talon's team will pick in the top three for the third time in the last four years, but this is the first time in the history of the National Hockey League draft that the Chicago Blackhawks have had the first overall selection. And, Doug, you get the sense... This is a crucial time for the Blackhawks. From the London Knights, the Ontario Hockey League, Patrick Kane. People keep asking me that, I don't know. 
I don't know what a dynasty is, to be honest with you. I think we got a pretty good team here. Though. Patrick Kane, 22 of 54 in his career, takes the puck at center ice, cruising in over the wing line, put it through his legs to a stick, and shoots, he scores! Ha-ha! That will make the highlight reel for sure! Your first priority is to, to try and score. That's the most important thing, but there's uh, you know certain ways you can do it. So. Get around up the near side, Kane's has it! It seems like every game we're needed to win, uh, we step up and answer the bell. What's up, Chicago? The winner of the Conn Smythe Trophy is Patrick Kane. You know, I think there's a lot of guys that deserved it. I think Crow might have got snubbed, to be honest with you, but um, I tell you what, it's a hell of an achievement. I think it it speaks more for my team than myself personally. Over the lightning line, left wing, drop pass Richards, closes it, put him across, he scores! It's Patrick Kane with his first goal of the final! Oh, what a play! That's hockey, baby!